Hola, amiga. I believe the only way to create a life of your dreams is by taking massive action that makes shit happen. Basically, amiga, handle your shit. Yes, I said that. Handle your shit. Stop playing small and start breaking down cultural limitations, gain back your feminine power, and become the unapologetic and unstoppable Latina you were destined to be. This show is meant to inspire, motivate, and awaken your soul's potential. You will learn from business professionals, successful entrepreneurs, and creatives that will teach you mental corrections, insider tips, success strategies, and of course, a dose of personal development. I am your host, Jackie Tapia, lawyer, transformational life coach, and entrepreneur. I am also a wife and mom to a little badass Latina. I'm obsessed with changing the Latina's mindset and breaking down cultural barriers so that you can live your best life and step into your true power and start living a life of abundance in all ways and always. Join me for inspiring conversations with thought leaders and learn how to handle your shit. ¿Estás lista? Vámonos. Welcome back, amigas, to Amiga Handle Your Shit podcast. Um, today's episode um, really, really is um, a very vulnerable um, episode. And um, there's a lot that I'm sharing and um, some that is legal. And so I wanted to make sure that uh, this episode is not intended for any advice. It's only for informational purposes. You are responsible to do your own due diligence and um, know what is more aligned with you, your spirit, your body, your soul. And um, so I really wanted you all to just get the sense of the legality behind um, what has been going on and just... um, Offer a different perspective, perhaps, maybe one that you had no idea or you did, but decided to um, do something else about it, which is entirely, completely up to you. It's your life. It's your body. You do you. And um, you get to decide what what's uh, what's important and valuable for you. So I wanted just to um, give you this little uh, intro um, to the episode so that you know that uh, you are responsible for your own life and you make your own decisions. And, and um, just wanted to shed a different perspective, if you will. Also, for those of you who are inclined, who need extra support, um, I'm here for you. Um, I opened up my calendar for some strategy sessions. I'm thinking five wonderful amigas. Of course, this is for women only. Um, sorry, men, I love you, but um, this is only for women. Um, and it's going to be a contained space. But of course, first we'll do a strategy session if this is something for you. 
and and if it's aligned with with us working together. So um, I will drop that link in the show notes. Um, you can also visit my website at www.jackietapia.com or amigahandleyourshit.com. Either way, it'll take you to a link that is to work with me. So um, without further ado, this is my conscious candid talk. Hello, amigas, and welcome to Amiga Handle Your Shit podcast. So today I'm doing this episode alone. Yes, I am, amigas. Um, And I felt that it was important to keep you abreast of you know, legalese and, and what I think about certain actions or, or lack thereof and the implications and ramifications for the law and also, um, what that may or may not mean for you. We've been in this, um, I would like to say the twilight zone because everything changed, um, in March of, uh, 2019 or was it 2020? I'm sorry, March, 2020, everything changed for us. And, um, it certainly started first with the fact that, um, my daughter's birthday was March 13 and we were not able to celebrate cause that was the first day when the government shut us down. <laughs> They completely shut us down and everything, um, that we knew before was never going to be the same. And, um, I, I had such sadness cause I couldn't, um, my husband and I could not celebrate our daughter in the way that it was planned, which was a birthday party at this little, at this place. And she was going to have all her friends over and have fun and that didn't happen. So it didn't happen then. And, um, who knows what's going to happen next year? Um, because, um, things are, are not looking that great. If, if I'm truth be told, a lot of things are in play. And if you, if you live in California, I think, uh, the biggest thing over here is we have so many restrictions and it's disheartening for me, especially because I'm torn between two worlds. And what do I mean by that? Um, as you all know, I'm a lawyer. I've studied the law for many years. I've practiced the law for many years and, um, and with, with the law, there's a lot of historical context, if you will, a lot of cases that I have read and I have gone through. I regurgitated rules. I regurgitated laws. I use them and I take them and I analyze them given my fact pattern. And, um, the fact pattern today is taking myself I am someone who has been um, diagnosed as having multiple sclerosis, and by law, I am protected by the American Disabilities Act. Because of this disability, there are further protections. Now, um, I have not used the my disability as a way of 
of getting free perks and whatnot or make it an excuse. It's I am doing so well. Thank God. Um, life has been so precious for me. Um, uh, the disability is not really recognizable when you meet me in person. Um, it's not until you meet me in person and talk to me and um, get a little sense of what has transpired throughout these uh, years. It was a long, it was a long time ago when um, I got diagnosed, and um, I take medication for that. Um, There's all these concessions that needed to take place. Um, one of them, having a child, there had to be um, restrictions that needed to be uplifted so I can conceive, and. Uh, you know, I'm grateful for, for medicine and for the opportunities that it, it has allowed me to be better, I guess. Um, so having said that, when I say there's two frames of mind, um, I do have to tell you that, that yes, there's the medicine, the medical part of me, which means I'm not a me- I'm not a doctor in medicine. I have a doctorate in law. I'm a lawyer. I'm licensed to practice here in the state of California and to practice in um, federal court um, throughout the United States. However, having said that, I don't know much about medicine. I don't know other than what I am informed and told to take and do. And, um, and, and, and that's not the reason why I'm even talking to you about it. I don't need to inform you about multiple sclerosis because you can go ahead and you can find out and, and, and I know that it's a chronic illness. It attacks the central nervous system. There is no cure. Um, other than that, um, that little minor detail in my life, I'm, I'm perfectly healthy, (laughs) but Here's the thing, and this is the reason why I even bring this stuff up. You know, there are two things that are into play. Um, and for me, grappling and how do I reconcile these things, the medicine and the law and what is going on in our society right now, um, you know, ever since um, COVID-19 was introduced to the United States um, we we know that it happened in December. It might have happened earlier of 2019. And we're still in it, right? Um, I don't know if there's any end in sight. We continue to get all these restrictions in place. If you're not vaccinated, um, you can't go to certain locations. If you are vaccinated, then you can go to certain locations. So as a lawyer, I start to think about, okay, what are these restrictions? What does it entail? And are they proper? And I look back at the law and um, this is a blessing in, in, in knowing the law is that you discover things that occurred in the past that could potentially help your argument in today's time. And so what I know to be true is that um, there are a series of cases um, that have gone through the U.S. Supreme Court that um, are law in the United States. And I'd like to talk about three 
um, specific cases throughout uh, the, the 1900s. And then how do I reconcile those cases with what we know um, in the medical field, um, which is the 1947 Nuremberg Code? And, you know, he, I'm trying to grapple with these things. And many of you um, are as well. And others um, just just believe that everything is working out, that the government has every amazing interest to work for you. And I'm very suspect about everything. If you get to know me, you're going to know that if you tell me one thing, I may or may not believe it because I need to see facts, right? And there are certain areas that I don't need to see facts, which is when the divine, you know, guides me. Actually, the divine guides me all the time. So I get this like little um, angel that comes to me and says like, oop, you might want to consider this. You might want to change your perspective on this. And so here's where the, the logic and the non-logical meets. Is it, what is it when the fork meets. I'm so bad with these things, but, um, there's a fork in the road and what, what do you decide? So according to the 1947 Nuremberg code, it talks about that there needs to be great weight of evidence, um, for certain things to take effect, for certain experiments to um, be conducted on human beings. And one of the things is that there has to be voluntary consent of the human, which would be all of us, right? Um, And that the consent um, must be that you have choice, that it's not force, it's not fraud, there's no deceit, there's no duress, there's no overreaching. And mind you, 1947, the Nuremberg Code was promulgated during this era because of the atrocities that were occurring with um, experiments on human beings. And we all know, um, can we say Auschwitz? Um, So... This is the code that that talks about not using us, us as human experiments. And um, there are duties, there's responsibilities. Um, uh, you know, the, the experiment should avoid unnecessary physical, mental suffering and injury. Um, you know, so there's all these things. Again, I'm not going to go in depth with it because I'm not a doctor. I'm just exposing you to a human rights code that was promulgated um, after the World War II because um, of all the experiment, experiments were taking place. Now, some of you are saying like, well, what experiment? So there's the logic of is this vaccine an experiment or is it not? Now, I could care less whether you take it or not because that's your prerogative. It's your decision, your choice. But what I need to remind you, I mean, I'm looking at the facts. I'm looking at the law. And 
one of the things that strikes me and strikes a chord on me as someone who has multiple sclerosis, who already is taking medicine, already whose immune system is already compromised, is this a real choice of mine or is this duress? Duress in in the lawful law terms is the unlawful pressure exerted upon a person to coerce that person to perform an act that he or she ordinarily would not perform. Duress also encompasses the same harm, threats, or restraint exercised upon the affected individual spouse, child, or parent. Duress is distinguishable from undue influence. And I'm not going to talk about undue influence. So duress, I mean, here's the thing. One of the things that jumps up for me is she ordinarily would not perform. So what does that mean? What does that mean? I live here in the state of California and here someone who is not vaccinated could possibly um, think that they're under duress because the only way you can, you're going to be able to go to restaurants is if you're vaccinated. How is that not a form of coercion? Didn't we in 2019 go free about, you know, no one was forcing us to do anything. We were just being free, free birds. <laughs> we were, um, just live in our day, our, our day-to-day. And so now, you know, there's this position. Okay, so sure, just get the vaccine and so you can get into the club. Sure, get the vaccine and now you can get to a concert. But, huh, what about this code? What about another additional three cases? These three cases, um, I was hearing this uh, podcast called The Rebel Capitalist Show. And he, Robert um, Barnes, I think that's his name, reminded me of these, of these three cases that he was right. Uh, one of them I had already thought about, but the other two I had totally forgotten about, which is things that you study in law school that you just don't care to do it unless this is your life. You do constitutional law or you do um, civil rights or you do um, health um, law that may impl- implicate this. And so what are these three cases? One of them is Jacobson versus Massachusetts, which is in 1905, which the United States Supreme Court, United States Supreme Court said upheld the authority of states to enforce compulsory vaccination laws. Okay. The court's decision articulated in view that individual liberty is not absolute and is subject to the police power of the state. Now the states have police power. And so obviously this case that was promulgated in 1905 um, is how we get to get vaccines, right? Here's another case that was promulgated in 1927. This one is called Buck v. Bell. And this is a decision from the United States Supreme Court. And basically, 
um, what it held was that the protection and health of the state did not violate the due process clause of the 14th Amendment of the, of the United States Constitution, despite the changing attitudes in the coming decades regarding sterilization. The Supreme Court has never expressly overturned Buck v. Bell. It is widely believed to have been slightly weakened by Skinner v. Oklahoma, which involved compulsory sterilization of male habitual criminals. But um, this still does exist, meaning that there is permission to sterilize. Now, of course, I'm not going to talk about the, the devils in the details, right? There, there's a lot of details. There's a lot of um, information, but I'm going to put it in the show notes in case you want to look it up. It's called Buck v. Bell, but it has to do about compulsory sterilization of the unfit. So if you're unfit, then there's compulsory sterilization, which to me, that's freaking appalling. However, it's in the books. This is our government. They decided this. There's another case. This one is more recent, um, which is called Korematsu uh, versus United States. Just as a side note, one of my very good friends uh, used to work for the law firm that represented this on this case. Anyways, um, uh, this is a U.S. Supreme Court case that upheld that the Japanese internment camps were lawful because of... Um, Franklin Roosevelt's uh, executive order. Now, there's a bunch of executive orders um, uh, in immigration. Um, we've we've had them in uh, during Obama. Every every president has executive orders, but this executive order, um, if you don't know, the facts of the case is that um, uh, during por- um, the bombing of Pearl Harbor, the government decided that the Japanese or any Japanese American was a threat to our government and therefore they would be uh, put into these internment camps, even though they had nothing to do with Pearl Harbor bombing. But nevertheless, this is what's happened. So there are these three big time cases and then you have the Nuremberg Code. And so how do you reconcile what is really happening? Are we just going through the motions and not dissenting for fear of retribution? Are we really truly asking the questions to make better decisions? I don't know. You know, this I leave that up to you. It's your personal life, your your, you know, your creed, your your prerogative. But I wanted to shed light that it's not an easy answer, especially when you have knowledge of these things. And what is our society going to look like? Is, are we going to have another type of division? I mean, I can just, I mean, when this whole happened about whether you're taking a vaccine or you're not taking a vaccine and, and why aren't you not and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, Jesus, people, please. Just a day ago, we were talking and now you're, we're not. So what, how, how do we look at this? Um, 
you know, how are we going to operate in this new world? I always said it was the twilight zone. For those of you who don't remember, look it up, <laughs> Google it, the twilight zone. It was pretty scary stuff, but yet not so scary because guess what's happening now? It's, it's, um, there's so much going on. I, I don't know. I don't know what the truth is. And so, but what I do know is that my guidance comes from God and that I'm listening to whatever my, the divine downloads for me. Um, because I always say you have to pour into yourself completely before you can pour over to others. And in this regard, I, I wholeheartedly believe it because only you know what is going on in your life. Only you know what can um, look like today versus tomorrow. Um, you know, I, I'm, I would be remiss if I don't tell you about a former assistant that I had in my law office. And I'm going to call her by name. Her name is Leonora. Uribe. And she said she was such a beautiful soul and she had a huge major chronic illness, neurological. And, um, she decided to do what was the right thing. Uh, you know, what the, what the news was telling you to do, protect your family, protect your kids. Um, don't spread this virus this virus that may or may not come to you, who knows, you know, cause we, we just don't know, but she, um, decided to take the vaccine. She took the second dose and two days she died. And I'm saying this because I'm so upset that she did not, um, say that she was going to do this. And so she, she went and did it because she thought she, she was doing the right thing. And, um, I'm going to honor her because this is a story that needs to be heard too. Just as there's deaths in COVID, there's deaths of the vaccine. And, um, I feel that it, it would, I, it would, I would be remiss if I didn't mention, um, she was a very, very beautiful soul, very sweet. So I feel that we need to make decisions that are based on, on truth, on your divine guidance, and know the ramifications of either choice. Um, and there's messes, there are definite messes. And I have a beautiful mentor. Her name is Michelle Marie Soro, who is one of my very great friends. And as she says, be in the mess, <laughs> be in the messiness, stay in there, make your decision after 
you get your divine guidance. Whether you vax or you don't vax, either way, let's love one another. Let's have compassion for one another because we don't know. We don't know. Tomorrow's not promised, but we have today. So, amigas, remember that um, you're loved and that um, just keep, keep, keep asking questions. Don't stay silent. Become more aware and really live your life with intention. Um, I certainly am. And I um, and I keep telling people as many as I can. And today this episode is for Leo because... I think that um, Leo deserves to be recognized. Thank you, amigas. And um, I'll see you at the next episode. Um, Love you, whoever you are. Have compassion for yourself. Have compassion for others. Remember that, um, you know, don't live in judgment. Just be and send prayers and love and lots of guidance thanks for listening to this week's episode of amiga handle your shit podcast if anything resonates with you today please share it with your friends and subscribe rate and review the show on your favorite podcast player don't forget to share it on instagram facebook and other social media platforms if you have any questions comments or feedback for us you can reach me directly at www.amigahandleyourshit.com thank you so much for listening gracias y hasta la próxima